You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I'm your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with Monday's AEW Dark Elevation from Cincinnati. We have Emi Sakura with a record of 5-1, defeated Queen Aminata 0-5 with the twisting elbow from the second rope. Sakura still accompanied by Lulu Pencil. I want to see Lulu Pencil wrestle in AEW. Can we make it happen? Frankie Kazarian. With a record of 25 and 4, defeated Ren Jones easily with the chicken wing. We go to Penelope Ford with a record of 12 and 4, defeated Lena Lennox, making her debut here, uh, quickly by submission with her version of the Muda Lock. The Butcher and the Blade are reunited with a record of 5 and 0, number 3 in the tag team division, defeated the team of Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd. Magnum and Floyd are also known as the Outrunners in OVW. OVW. And this is the Butcher's first match back since April of 2021. And they win this match in a little over a minute with a neckbreaker powerbomb combo. Jade Cargill continuing her streak of wins here with a record of 12-0. Defeated Shauna Reed easily with the Jaded. Anna Jay and Ty Conti reunited. Defeated the team of Ella Shea and Jay Lee, both making their debuts. This is the first time that Jay and Ty have been teaming up uh, since the Brody Lee tribute back in December of 2020. Uh, Jay Lee has appeared both on SmackDown and Raw when they visited Ohio back in 2018 and 2019. Anna Jay gets a submission win here with the Queen Slayer on Jay Lee. Daniel Garcia defeated Lee Moriarty with his pullback sharpshooter move. A uh, very good match here, uh, about six minutes or so. Um, it's interesting because this is a match that Moriarty got signed right after by Tony Khan. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time till Daniel Garcia win, uh, gets signed. I mean, he's been stacking up wins on AEW recently. Um, so I'm not sure if it's a, uh, schedule issue or something else conflicting, but I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing Daniel Garcia soon in AEW full time. Speaking of AEW full time, Sky Blue in the next match, uh, is another one that I think will be signed soon. Every time she comes out, she has a really good reaction. Uh, but she lost here in the main event of elevation against Nyla Rose with the beast bomb, but Sky was able to get some offense in. 
It should be noted there was a ninth match that was scheduled with Hikurushita and Nevea, who you may remember from Impact Wrestling before she left a couple months back. Uh, that match got cut. Supposedly there were some issues with the match, uh, not going the ways that they expected it to. Um, that's all I really know about that, so I'm sure we'll probably never see this match. AW Dark on Tuesday. This is their first show from the new Dark Zone or AW Zone from the Orlando Studio, uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. Uh, you might be familiar with this place as they filmed TNA there, uh, as well as a whole bunch of other wrestling. So it's good to see wrestling back in Universal. And we had Taz and Tony Schiavone on commentary as Excalibur is still on his honeymoon. The show starts with Hay- uh, Layla Hirsch and Jade Cargo having a face-to-face backstage ahead of their solo matches tonight, as well as their one-on-one match on Dynamite. The whole show was kind of, um, Kind of uh, revolving around Layla Hirsch and Jade Cargo, it felt like. The Butcher and the Blade defeated Rosaria Griller and Hunter not easily. Uh, Anna Jay defeated Ashley Dumbois easily with the Queen Slayer. After the match, Anna gets attacked by the Bunny, but Ty Conti runs out for the save. 2.0 defeated the team of Eric and Andrew Lockhart. Uh, these two brothers have appeared on 205 Live before, but it's the first time they're in AEW. 2.0 wins with a 2 for the show, and after the match, along with Daniel Garcia, they keep attacking them. Jade Cargill, with a record of 13-0 now, defeated Angelica Risk with the Jaded very easy. Smart Mark Sterling comes to the ring, cuts a promo, saying that they're going to beat Layla in her hometown of Newark on Dynamite. And she shouldn't even be allowed in Universal Studios, as there is a height requirement, making a joke with the rides here. We have a short little video package with Diamante and Big Swole, pretty much saying that their feud is far from over and it will never be over. Fuego Del Sol, with a record of 2-29, and 29, defeated another masked wrestler named Mysterious Movado, uh, who's making his debut in AEW, but he has been wrestling in the Indies for about 20 years or so. Fuego wins with the Tornado DDT. He also comes out with brand new theme music. Sean Spears, with a record of 10-3, and 3, defeated Cash, also known as Invictus Cash, uh, very easily here. He During the match, he kind of calls out Darby Allen, says this is for you as he hits his Death Valley driver for the win. We see a promo from Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela kind of going back and forth about their history. Uh, Sonny Kiss says that uh, they were having fun, uh, Janela and Kiss, but had a feeling that things weren't going right for a while. And then when Janela super kicked Kiss, he didn't want to know, uh, he didn't know how to feel. But he's going to remind people that Janela is a piece of shit and a loser. And then Janela Khan chimes in and says that next week it's the end of Kiss and the romance is over. So they didn't really say when this match is going to take place. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be on Dynamite or Elevation. I'm pretty sure it wasn't taped as part of these dark tapings. So not sure where that's going to happen. Um, but maybe it'll be on Dynamite itself tonight on uh, in Newark since it is New Jersey. That is... Uh, Joey Janela's hometown. I'm pretty sure Sunny Kiss is also from New Jersey. So that should be pretty interesting. It might be taped on Rampage, actually, now that I think about it. Match number seven, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Utah defeated the team of TH2 and Jorah Joel. Fun little eight-minute match here. Some funny comedic spots from Orange Cassidy, as always. Uh, there's one part where I think it's Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy go for a double suplex, but Orange Cassidy just does nothing and lets uh, Taylor do all the work. Pretty funny. Orange gets to pin on Joel. After the orange punch. And the main event, Layla Hirsch defeated the much taller Kylan King. I think that was the whole idea here, was to have Layla Hirsch beat somebody who's taller than her before fighting Jade Cargill. But pretty good main event here. Layla wins with a running knee strike, and after the match, Jade comes into the ring. They get into a little scuffle, but Layla is actually, is actually able to take Jade down. So that's the story going into Dynamite. Um, first show, not bad. You know, I, I I was dreading a little bit when I saw the tapings. There was like over 50 matches taped. Uh, so I wasn't sure if they're going to have like marathon shows or whatnot. But if they keep it at eight, matches per show um that'll last them a couple months probably going into full gear so i'm actually okay with that and you have that orlando crowd there that you might recognize from like full sale or nxt um so that's pretty cool to kind of have wrestling back in the universal studios 
We go to NXT UK, where we have another Heritage Cup tournament match as Wolfgang defeated Sam Gradwell. Gradwell gets the first fall here with a pin in round three. Wolfgang comes back in round four with a pin. But Wolfgang gets the win after a spear in round four to in round five to advance and will face Tiamon in the semifinals, while Noam Dar will face Kenny Williams. We go to Sid Scala backstage, who says due to Blair Davenport's actions last week when she attacked Scala, NXT UK management has decided to suspend Davenport. They also announced that Joe and Mark Coffey will challenge Pretty Deadly for the tag team titles next week. And then we see Gallus celebrating Wolfgang's win, and Jordan Devlin kind of yells at them for interrupting his massage. And Joe Coffey kind of gets in Jordan's face, so I'm sure we'll see that match. And the main event, there was actually only two matches here. The second match was Ashton Smith, Oliver Carter, and Saxon Huxley defeated Symbiosis, with Carter pinning Primate after the Doomsday Cutter. We go to Stevie Turner, who's backstage talking about her match with Michael Satamora and how she can beat her next time. But Amelia McKenzie interrupts her and challenges her to fight instead. And they actually reshowed the Dragonov Walter match from TakeOver 36, but this time it has like commentary and comments from certain wrestlers like Dragonov, uh, Rhea Ripley, Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, and Finn Balor actually mentions how his match with Walter has escaped him a couple times and he still wants to do that match. Uh, Sheamus and Tony Storm as well. We go to NWA Power, where the show starts with Trevor Murdoch calling out Nick Aldis to say that he respects him after their match, and he's going to give him the floor to speak to the people. But Nick Aldis says that when he started in 2007, Murdoch, who was then a WWE Tag Team Champion, took time to come down to the camp and talk to all the students, and he remembers that. And because of that, he's going to give the floor back to Murdoch as he's going to step away a while from NWA. We go to a Tag Team Tournament quarterfinal match as Aaron Stevens and Kratos defeated the Rude Dudes, who are El Rudo and JV Stanley. Kratos pinned Stanley, but the story being that Stevens wasn't too happy with Kratos kind of tagging himself in and doing all the work himself but after the match Kratos he does a passionate promo to, to try to hype Stevens up and says and uh, Stevens responds back by saying the last person who talked to him like that was his trainer Killer Kowalski and now he has some decisions to make we have a face-to-face with James Storm and Judas, who's accompanied by James Mitchell Storm challenges Judas to any match they want as long as Judas puts up his opportunity for the NWA National Championship uh, James Mitchell's a little like Hesitant about that, but they do get into the, each other's faces and do make the match official. We go to Marty Bell, who defeats Paola Blaze with the Hell's Bells pedigree. Now, the story is, uh, since Marty Bell has got the win, they have one more chance, that being Genocide and Paola Blaze, to get a tag team title shot. So if Genocide defeats Allison K in their next match, they will get that shot. And after the match, Camilla comes out and attacks Molino, who was sitting on commentary for the match. May Valentine is with Colby Carino, JTG, and the Pope. Uh, the Pope says that everybody is wondering when he's going to cash in his title opportunity, but he says that he respects Trevor Murdoch too much to surprise him like that, and just Murdoch should know that he is coming for that title. JTG and Carino address their match next week against Hawks Irie, and then Chelsea Green and Kira Hogan come out, and Chelsea is in her full hot mess mode, and Kira's kind of like not concerned about that. She's more concerned about Mickey James, uh, and says that she needs to have a conversation with her after what happened last week. We go to an NWA TV title number one contenders match as Jordan Devlin, I'm sorry, Jordan Clearwater defeated Scion and Jeremiah Plunkett. Uh, Black Cheese distracts the referee and Austin Idol hits Scion with something to the face. So Clearwater gets the pin and Tyrus ringside is not too happy that he's getting a title shot. And the main event was a humiliation showdown, as they called it, which is pretty much a slap fight between Jack Stane and Crimson. Uh, they both smack each other at the start of the match, uh, kind of like those slap fights you might be seeing on fight on Fight TV. Uh, but then Dane punches and knocks Crimson down and starts attacking him. Trevor Murdoch, who was a judge, tries to intervene and stop them. Uh, Tom Latimer comes out. Chris Adonis comes out from Strictly Business to help Jack Stane. The Pope comes out to stop him. Judas runs out, gets into action. James Storm comes out and stops him. And everybody just brawls all over the outside to end the show. We go to 205 Live. This is the last show from the old CWC before 205 2.0 debuts next week in the new arena. Uh, so Valentina Feroz gets her first win in WWE, defeating the Katrina Cortez, the mass luchador here, with a swing in DDT. 
Uh, they're both making their debuts here. Katrina, you might remember, is the first, is the former Carolina, Carolina, who was with Sankara briefly on Raw in 2019. She's been with NXT for a while. And the second match here, the team of Odyssey Jones and Trey Baxter defeated the team of Josh Briggs and Joe Gacy. Uh, Gacy and Briggs beat on Baxter the entire match until Odyssey tags in and pins Briggs. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong has the second ever LA Dojo Showcase, which includes Kevin Knight defeated the DKC with the Boston Crab, Clark Connors defeated Alex Coughlin, and Ren Narita defeated Carl Fredericks with a belly-to-belly bridge suplex. After the match, Fred Rosser comes out and tries to shake Narita's hand. He refuses, so he challenges him to fire, for Fighting Spirit Unleashed next week. And Narita responds with, I don't care if you are a former superstar, never take the LA Dojo lightly. So those tapings start next week, and those are the ones with the fans from the Long Beach show. Ring of Honor, this is a show that aired before Death Before Dishonor. If you haven't checked it out, I have a report on PostWrestling.com on that. But on this show, the Briscoes defeated Bandito and Ray Horace with Horace getting the pin. Um, with Horace getting pinned after the Doomsday Device, we have a pure rules match with Josh Woods defeated Will Ferrara with the Chaos Theory Suplex. And the main event for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, we have brand new champions as Dragon Lee and Kenny King of LIF defeated Violence Unlimited's Chris Dickinson of Homicide with Dragon Lee pinning Dickinson, and they are the new champions. WWE main event, we have Dewdrop making her main event debut, defeated Dana Brooke. This is Dana Brooke's first match since Mandy Rose left to go to NXT. And Ricochet defeated Cedric Alexander. The WWE Network Editions of the Week, Progress Wrestling Chapter 121, as well as ICW Fight Club. You guys can catch me on Rewind the Dynamite with John Pollock tonight, uh, talking about the Newark show. This is a show that I was supposed to go to originally, way back when I got tickets before the pandemic. Way back when it was promoted as the first ever Blood and Guts show. Uh, it's not a Blood and Guts show, so I decided to not go to the show. Instead, I'll be going to Arthur Ashe next week instead. Seems to be a much better show. Um, but I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, I know back when the show did get postponed, Cody Rhodes said, don't worry about it, Newark, we're going to go ahead and make it up for you. Uh, so we'll see what we- he has planned. Who knows? It might be something big that happens. I'm just hoping for some sort of um, hype uh, before the Arthur Ashe show, basically. Uh, that's it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs> Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.